On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we talk Illini and their impressive victory over Michigan. Also, Patrick Kane nets number 400, and there's a new craze involving NBA digital trading cards we must discuss. It's all coming your way on episode 47 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. I'm Joey Gellman. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Gellman. The man on the other side of the Skype, he is Dan Collins. You can find him at TweetDanCollins on Twitter. The show Believe in Chicago Sports is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Well, I love this because... We got some fun topics to go to today, and I love that well, it's we get. It's always fun talking with you, Joey. Well, of course, it's always fun talking of course. with you. But I, I, I love that we get another show, and hopefully one of many going down the road here, talking Illini buckets because they shocked the world, take it on Michigan without Io Desunmu, and just demolished them. I mean, it, it was shocking, and 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 for that entire team to rally around that cause. And I know Michigan, you know, just won the Big Ten title because they beat Michigan State, and that dream is dashed. But just the 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 ability of Illinois to come in on the road and assert themselves as a dominant Big Ten team is wild. And that should scare everybody in the tournament moving forward, Big Ten and regular. And it's mm-hmm. awesome because it's the first time in a long time that we're we're talking about this team with – Sweet 16, Final Four aspirations. Mm-hmm. Well, there's in between there, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy. The the way you feel after a game, and I talk about this all the time, a lot of it is what are the expectations you had as a fan going in? So like you just mentioned, the Illini are going in without their top dog, right? The the man in Desumu who, argu- who arguably heading into the season is what set the expectations him and obviously, you know, Coburn, and they're a good bunch down there, but it doesn't matter. It all starts with your top guy. Unfortunately, broken nose issues and concussion protocol and whatnot. However, your expectations going into that game, down your top guy, and you're facing number two ranked at the time, Michigan, and it's more or less, what are we going to get here, right? Are we, are we going to claw it out? Are we going to keep it close? Are we going to even maybe edge this thing out at the end? And then, sure, in terms of, like, the scoring and the play to, to start things off, not necessarily um, the hottest bit of action. But then once they got going, you're fairly comfortable the, the, the entire way after that. Once, once the, uh, once the tires, once the tire tires finally met the road. So just weird, I guess, because you know, you know, this is, a, is, is a good team, but that's not the expectation in terms of how the game played out that you were expecting. I think you texted me shortly right after the game. Didn't you just, it was like kind of one of those. Okay, I wasn't expecting that, but that was a <laughs> that was a fun surprise um, type of game to watch, and obviously it makes expectations even higher moving forward. Like you mentioned, right, going into this, you know, the the end of the season here now, and we're in the month of March, so you know that means madness, right? Eventually, we're we're getting there, right? We're inching closer and closer and closer um, to that. How exactly it's going to be played out in terms of the ruckus of the fans and everything? Obviously, still logistics being played out there with being in the middle of a pandemic still. Um, but light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully there, and with this Illini team and. 
boy, you just hope it, it keeps continuing, right? The last thing you want, <laughs> I don't even want, I don't even want to talk about it on the podcast. What you know, worst case possibilities can be. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it just it just adds to the excitement, and you want it to to keep going, to keep building momentum. I mean, if there's one thing that you want heading into, you know, any type of postseason, March Madness, you name the sport, is you want momentum. Right, you you never want to go into a postseason or into the the latter half of the year when you are a dare I say championship contending team. No matter what the sport, you want some bit of momentum. And then obviously with Desumo being out the past few games, you kind of feared that that would halt any type of momentum they had. But if anything, hopefully you know he gets back to the court soon, and it only helps bring that momentum. And like drive it because now you you have something obviously with the big victory right you have something big to build off of so if you just keep building off that that can it can actually work as a springboard now <laughs> as opposed to the opposite which some I think fans were fearing is while you want to get him onto the court as you know quickly and safely as possible and you also want that to be the case because you don't you don't want them losing any bit of chemistry or anything like that whatsoever so obviously exciting and. Who knows, Joey? I mean, I, you're you're planning your your flights and you know getting all the tickets uh, arranged, right? You don't want to count the the chickens before they hatch, but yeah, know, if you can put me in a hazmat suit or give me eight doses of the vaccine, I'm all there. Eight doses? Oh wow, that's just to a, be safe. A, it's not greedy, <laughs> is it? Your your first initial four, right, right, right before March Madness kicks off, and then right before you know the the game of your choosing, maybe hey, Sweet Sixteen, wherever, get there, boys. You, you get the other four and you go yeah. off, but. No, that that's definitely, you know, it's it, just enjoy it. I guess you know we've we've mentioned this before too, and in talking to Lion Eye a, a couple times on the show is just enjoy it for for as much as you can. And it's it's weird you haven't been in this situation as an Illini Eye fan in so long. I mean, you really go back to you know to the D Brown, Darren Williams, Luther Head, you Luther Head year where you lose to North Carolina, unfortunately, Sean May and felt and screw those guys but i mean that, that that's the last time you felt this way in terms of watching illini basketball so it's weird it's 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 um it's a type of expectation and feeling you haven't had in quite some time but i'm all for it here for the ride no it's so true and and, and it's odd to think about because you know in our shoes you know we covered this team for four years and it's like it was a train wreck I mean, I mean, they weren't even in the conversation for competing in the Big Ten, let alone trying to win it or make a tournament. And so well, we always bring up it was them and Rutgers at the bottom. Right, it was the worst Big Ten team. It was, right. it was always between Rutgers and Illinois. Right, and so and, and and so you sit here now, and it's like, okay, wow, like they've won ten out of eleven games. They have a player that's the national player of the year contender, and they're expected to make a deep tournament run after what was supposed to be their first tournament berth in you know, almost a decade last year to build off of, and they didn't get that chance. And so I'm I'm stoked. I, it's awesome. Listen, I wish it was a regular year. You have Orange Crush there. We all go down for all the games and everything, but unfortunately not the case. But listen. Podcast live at State Yeah, Farm right. Center. Grange Grove. Come on, we got to go back to our roots. Um, but the fact that they're setting this, you know, foundation, hopefully, moving forward for Illinois is really exciting. And, you know, I've seen a couple people talk about it this week of how if you're like a young Illinois fan or just going to school there and this is your first team or last year was your first team, this is your second team, like, 
congrats. Like, you are a very lucky person. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from that Michigan game was showing you what this whole team looks like and what that depth looks like moving forward. And this team is really good. I mean, there's a reason why they've been top five a lot of the year. But, you know, I'm sure nationally, there's the question of what are they beyond Io and Kofi? And you saw against Michigan just how talented this team is, what the what what the freshmen in Curbella and Miller will become as sophomores and juniors, but showed a little bit that night. You saw what a senior in Trent Frazier, who's poured his heart and soul into this team, can give you when you remember, oh yeah, he used to be the primary scorer on this team before they got a, uh, a roster full of All-American and Io DeSumo type guys. So it was just a really kind of beautiful microcosm of everything that's going on really with them of how they've built this thing to a really special level and now they're they're ready to hopefully make a long tournament run and and hopefully it's the first of many in a row because that's what they deserve what the fans deserve for sure after everything we've gone through so i i can't wait i can't believe it's march already and i you know they got one more game left against ohio state to close it out and you know, I guess I guess they should probably be Big Ten champs. Michigan kind of snuck their way in by not playing as many games, but that's a story for it's another like three, day, right? Is it three less? Once it's three less, it's going to yeah. end up being three less, right? Which is crazy. Yeah. So, but hey, I, I'd rather give Get up the that title. Out there. No, Get but I'd rather give up that there. title and win the big one than 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 have a conference champ. So it's it's just awesome. It's it's really exciting, and I don't mean to ramble on about it. It's just it's like we've literally think about every line I drive. We did. There was never a show like this where you said, okay. We want our team to be good, but now we actually expect them to be a contender and be there on that la- on that first weekend in April. Never. Never. I mean, yeah, you would have to go back to uh, – I'm trying to think of how far back you would have to go in a line I drive episodes to even come up with you I mean, know, a 2013 show like that. was the last tourney, so it's – you might yeah. have to go that far, but that wasn't that great. How big the expectations even were, though. Right. You know? Hey, you knocked off number one Indiana that year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, and hey, I'm always glad talking to Lina with you, Joey. One, for the flashbacks, and two, you're always on board with it. I love it, and you got to be. And another top-tier opponent, like you said, to, to close things off against against Ohio State. Obviously, you're going to be tuned in, ho- hoping for a good ride. Um, and, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, just memorable moments. Like you could say, imagine this being, you know, imagine being a sophomore there. And, like, last year, like you said, was your first year, and this is, you know – the, the the second team so to speak that that you get to see that 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 that'd be incredible or even for the incoming freshman now i mean heck it's a it's a very very weird time <laughs> to be a college student but if there's any type of consolation prize especially if you're a sports fan anybody down there in champaign right now i guess this would be it that you get to kind of watch this team from a close but afar Socially responsible yeah get where i'm coming at there so <laughs> you know that, that's where we're at now and speaking of memorable moments Petty Kane, number 400. Look at that. And also, by the way, mostly going to dial in on Patrick Kane in the 400 in this little mini segment. But the Blackhawks as well, entertaining enough hockey. Look at that. They do the hockey. They do the hockey kind of well still. It's it's, it's interesting. I've, I've been a little surprised on how well the Blackhawks have been doing the whole hockey thing. But 400 for Patrick Kane. I think you looked it up over the show or before the show. I'm sorry. Put some top 10 for American-born players, right? So pretty awesome there. And it's weird, you know, when you when you think 400 and Patrick Kane, and I've been doing this all the time now with, like, things Blackhawks is, 
boy, does it really take you back. You know, it takes you back to goal number one, goal number 100. And, you know, I remember being there when it was, oh, well, I want to say it was like, it was, I just remember, you know, I think it was like year three, year two or year three. And it was like Patrick came bobblehead night, uh, you know, day at the UC or whatever it is. And it was just so reminiscent, right, on how things used to be when when him and Taze were, were the top dogs. And it seemed like in all the NHL, especially when they were went on that little mini dynasty run. But and he did it in such Patrick Kane fashion almost, didn't he, with the defender just trying to say, oh, no, you don't, and trying to block it and then. Get a little, get a little shimmy and a little shake from Patrick Kane, and, and there you go, number four hundred lights the lamp. Unfortunately, not in front of a packed house crowd um, at the United Center, just because once again, different type of year. So that's unfortunate, different type of season, but quite the accomplishment, and you get to see him do it as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, he's been obviously a mainstay, and that's one thing you know that they did was they really kept the very small core together for as long as they could with you know you, you think of automatically taze kane seabrook keith and th- that being the, the amount that they tried keeping for as long as they could and then obviously slowly but surely that's gonna go too but yeah i guess it's weird that i get more reminiscent than everything with with the whole patrick kane f- 400 so is that good is that okay i i, I mean yeah because you're remembering because, the glory days i mean what he yeah. did for the franchise and the city is unparalleled but him and taves did i mean they, 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 it's almost they, like, when a, like when a baseball player hits like 400. It's like almost a similar achievement, isn't it? Kind of. His 400th homer, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I know it's different. Like, obviously, it's you go back and forth with which one's harder, and we, but, but like, it almost has the same sense of vibe, doesn't it? Well, yeah. And I think you couple that with what it means in, in everything. Like, it's not just like this individual achievement on a random player, a random guy. Like, it's this. One of the best American players of all time in a city that loves him, in in a on a team that he brought three Stanley Cups to, and and turned a city that was so, I guess, turned off by hockey for so long and how they were treated as fans to kind of reawaken that and do what he did. It's it, it it's bit apathetic is what I was looking for. Sorry, not turned off, but just fans are apathetic. And he came in and turned this whole city around. And and to have him do that, I mean, it sucks not in front of a crowd, but it speaks to what he's become. It, it's it, it's truly remarkable what, how lucky we've been to see him play for you know the decade plus we have. And it's I, I can't wait to make him pack the UC again. I mean, it's it's funny. I was I was on my phone while you were speaking. I wasn't ignoring you. I was looking up something because I remembered. You know, way back when in 06, just before kind of the light turned on for this team, they I don't know if you remember Peter Bondra was on their team. He was like this, he was in the last leg of his career, and, and he scored his 500th goal with the Hawks. And I'm just thinking of like, he was like a great player, but then at that time, at 38, like kind of curmudgeon he gets his 500th goal, and it's kind of, you know, off into the sunset. I feel like with someone like Kane, at 32, think about it like in three years from now, if he averages around 30 goals by 35 or 36, he's at 500 or 500 plus, and he doesn't look like he's slowing down. He's not one of those players that like is at the tail end of his career. Like 32 is still really, really viable age for him. 
And I'm saying that like I'm 27, he's like an old man at 32. But I mean, in, in, in the hockey world, you know, start at 18. Like he could have a lot of good years left to where he keeps cementing himself as one of those all time greats in, in hockey history and deservedly so. I love it. I'm I'm here for more uh, for more Patrick Kane hockey as, as much as we can get right. Um, it's weird. I mean, you, you you do think for as many years as you pointed out, he probably has left in the tank. I mean, as long as he stays healthy and keeps playing like that, obviously he could play productive hockey for quite a little bit of time. You ask yourself how many of those years will be with the Blackhawks or not. Hopefully as many as possible. If they're productive ones, why not? But you know, we've mentioned it a couple times on this podcast. Um, you know, just what, what you, you continue to look at the focus, right, of of what the Blackhawks are trying to do there at the United Center, and a little bit of rebuild mode, or quite a bit of rebuild mode. You, you would you would you're we're assuming, right? I mean, nothing obviously officially on record and things like that, but you know, you you hope uh, if if five hundred is in the bag for him, maybe one day it could be, you know, at a packed house, you know, down there at the United Center or a packed house somewhere, right, <laughs> somewhere on the rink, you know, hopefully just in a Blackhawks sweater at the end of the day is as a fan what you would most likely want to see obviously man it's almost like if you could bottle that moment up and have it on a digital card you would pay five grand for it right (laughs) what did you so we have to talk about this i have learned about this nba top shot craze thing maybe 20 minutes before the show 30 minutes before the show and right before we started i said we have to have to talk about this because I don't know if I'm completely intrigued, if I hate it, or or I don't even know what the hell it is, to be quite honest. And we could definitely take a, a, a Chicago sports angle and even like a Chicago Bulls angle once I try to figure out. And hopefully, Joe, you can explain this to me on kind of what exactly it is. You don't you need to be a, a top shot guru for me, but it's just very wild what, what's going on with this. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I just learned about it this week, too. I mean, it's basically <laughs> digital NBA trading cards accompanied by, like, highlight packages within your card. And if you have it, if it's an authentic Top Shot card, it can go for thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's, it's kind of like a Bitcoin where it's it's actually like an old person trying to explain technology. But it's it's almost <laughs> like a... A Bitcoin where it's like it, it's it's online currency, but in the form of trading cards. And it's it's crazy. Like, I, I'm i not trying to sound like old man yells at cloud, but I, I don't understand why I'd pay that much money for something I can't have in my hand. Like, it feels weird to, like, spend that hmm. much money and not have a tangible card to kind of feel like, oh, this this is what I this is what I purchased. Like, if this microphone is. $5,000, but it lives on my computer. It feels different than if it's physically in front of me and I have it here. That's just me, but it's it's so crazy. different sport, but if somebody pays millions of dollars for a rear Honus Wagner card, it, and maybe you know they could put it at their desk or something or wherever the hell they would right. put it, it's still a card at the end of the day. You're more okay with it. I don't right. know if you pay millions of dollars for a no. Honus Wagner card, but you're still more okay with the collecting of actual physical cards then you can just strictly right. because of like the, the display purposes, I well, guess. Well, that like, and just and just historical value purposes. Like I love those kind of old things of like if you have a old baseball from the 30s that Babe Ruth used and and you can mm-hmm. authenticate that. Like that's 
that's tangible. That's cool to me. The digital yeah. car. I don't, I don't know if I'm sold on it yet. I have to learn more about it. But it's it's just it, I'm owning a highlight package for someone. But I guess it's and we talked about it before. It's like it's before the YouTube, show can't you right and i get it's different i get it's different right but, but i don't know i, I think it's maybe like it, it's <laughs> it's you know what it is you're, you're owning a stock it's, with them almost in a way yeah like 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 like, like your card goes in value obviously as the player gets better or gets worse and you can sell it for five grand or two bucks D- does it work that way though like exactly i like so for example because Let's say you buy a digital pack, you get the goodies, here's your 20 highlights or whatever. If you have like a really rare one, you're still selling it or trading it or whatever you're doing to somebody else within that community, right? Within another, like to another buyer. So really the value is just how much I guess they're willing to pay for that highlight. So, I mean, who knows? Even if LeBron James gets worse, if it's still toward the tail end of his career, but you have a – well, eventually he'll get there, right? He's on the upside of 30, but he's still quite going. But you know what I mean, like, where even when he starts to tail off and it's towards the end of his career, the value might go up there because he's close to the end of his career? I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just very crazy. And my question to you would be, is there any – like if you were to get into it, which – I guess this would be the time to now because while I'm no market expert or trading card expert, um, it does seem like if you relate it to somewhat of stocks, almost like a bubble where people are just really on the train right now. They're willing to like, you know, it's like rich guy has money or, you know, rich person has money like to throw around at a, at a funky new hobby. And this is their funky new hobby buying or selling, um, digital highlight packaged cards or however you want to explain it um and i i don't know how much how, how long that craze could last maybe maybe it lasts for maybe it lasts forever who knows but is there anything you would pay for because let's be real here before we started the show you, you were interested in maybe dabbling in some of the digital cards so like once you start owning them and maybe this is a question for if and when that were to happen is there any amount of money you'd pay, say, like for a really cool highlight, re- like real or package that you don't have, say, a Jordan Last Shot or a Derrick Rose, you know, dunk on on Dragic? Like, I don't even know if those are out there now or available or if they even do Jordan highlights or whatnot. But is there anything you'd even pay five, ten bucks for? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think the Jordan example is interesting. Like that last like shot last to kind of own that, but here, look there. I just went to the website because I wanted to repull it up. There okay. is there is currently one remaining. November twenty third, twenty nineteen, Zach Levine three point shot top shot card, currently asking for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh no. It's more than LeBron. LeBron has won from February 6, 2020, dunking for $213,000. How? I don't know. Now, is that just what the the, the owner of the card is asking for? This like, is it's what not they're like asking for. Because like you buy right. them, like, this is part of the marketplace of what it would be. But, like, Can I mean... Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you just invest, like, 50 bucks into some <laughs> cards? That was one of the ones you got. And you're like, all right, 200 k Send it my way. <laughs> it's crazy. What? Like, like there's a I, latest one here. Okay, Gordon Hayward, a layup for the Hornets is at four grand. No disrespect to to Zach Levine whatsoever, but how is 
anything Zach Levine related worth two hundred and something thousand dollars. He could you could auction off the the jersey like you said he wore that day, and you think that is an people would laugh at you if you said, "Hey, this is the jersey he wore when he hit that three. We're selling it for just for two hundred k straight." You'd laugh. We're auctioning off two hundred k straight. Who would want that? But the digital card you'd pay for. It's just so like think it's about, just so silly. I don't understand it. Well, like think about like old cards, right? You hear like you know a Mickey Mantle card. I'm from, opening up my t- how yeah, much right? do I have in my savings? Can I, <laughs> how many of these can I get? But think about like you look at like a Mickey Mantle card, right? And it goes okay, like wow, like thirty years after he retires, it's sell- it's sold for three hundred grand. But that's Mickey Mantle thirty years after he retired. How is he the same price basically as Zach Levine as a current? First time All Star, like that's you know another thing that actually aggravates me about this is no because you make a good point with also it being a physical and tangible thing because you can have me and you can have that same Mickey Mantle card that sold for three hundred. Let's say there was only two made in the world and we both had and we had them both. If yours was in mint condition, but mine was maybe what they would grade as fear, you get significantly much more money than me because that's the whole point. Is whereas this highlight digital highlight real thing. The only way you could was really... it buffering speed <laughs> of the highlight. <laughs> well, that, that's my point, <laughs> exactly. Or the only thing that you would really have to sell is the, literally the rarity of it on the platform. Is it's the only one or it's the only two, which is what you would have with real trading cards as well. But say there was only ten made, you can have the only mint, mint condition one, or maybe you have the the one that's in the best condition. Right. Therefore, you don't get top dollar. But in terms of being digital. I just don't understand it. And I don't see anything Zach Levine highlight real wise going for 200 right. plus K for very long for very, for, or at know. least being posted at that for much longer. I'm just amazed at what people are willing to buy. And I should not be as surprised as I am because of the emergence of 10 times more sports betting and marketplaces online to where people, I mean, I mean, you know, like we just moved back to Chicago, like, mm-hmm. and we sold a ton of furniture like, people buy anything. I'm like, I got these <laughs> chairs for free. I'm going to put them on Marketplace for $75. So they're sold. I'm winning. Not to, you know, share my secrets. Right. But it's like... You're going to get a text it, message now. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Hours and, yeah. But but it's like, people will do anything for this kind of stuff. It, it's it's amazing to me. I'm just not wired that way. After As I say that, I'm probably going to go online and buy something after this because... I'm going to go against my, my own gut here. but it's- If you do, I'm very curious on what you'd pay for other stuff. So, for example, because once you buy a pack and you get you know your array of whatever the heck you get, aren't you naturally going to want more of something? Even if even if you won't yes, pay anything more than American like two bucks breed. for a digital copy. <laughs> but even that seems silly to me. So you pay an initial 10 bucks just to try it out. Paying anything, at least where I stand right now, and I might do the same thing, <laughs> even if like you spend like an extra $2 – on something that's like you know, like a let's just say it's just a goofy random Derrick Rose layup, just sort of like nothing special. It's just literally Derrick Rose in year three driving to the hoop, simple layup. Like even paying three bucks for that is weird. And the other thing about it too is when you relate it to something tangible like a card, because you know that's the best thing I think to relate it to is the main difference is in all reality that Mickey Mantle card that Joey could have had or that Honus Wagner card where there's maybe only five or 10 of them ever made. That's a 100% for sure thing. You could tell me that on this platform, this is the only highlight reel 
that's available. But I could go watch like I, YouTube. I could go watch it. I could go watch the game. Like it's it's only available in the realm of like this like little digital. I don't know. Do you even download like an app for? It? Like, do you have like the app on your phone? Or like, you could like like what do you do? Do you watch them? Like, <laughs> like what do you like? Because like you said, if, if you have like a trading card collection, you can have it in a book, or you can have it displayed. Maybe you have your own bar at home or something. Like, it's a trading card. I don't know how you would display it. I'm not a trading card collector necessarily. I, I don't. I, I mean, I collected baseball cards as a kid for like two months, but I don't really know how you go about displaying your baseball cards necessarily. I'm I'm assuming desk and things like that, but. Do you go like are you going to be on your lunch break at work one day and be on your laptop and log in just to watch your highlights that you paid $200,000 for like wh- what do you do with it like what would you do with it I have no idea I literally have you no would, idea You would go on right now you'd buy your little pack you'd see what it is and then what what do you like what do you do with it you log back in and watch it you send the clip like I don't know I mean I mean you kudos, can't send it to anybody right I mean kudos to the NBA for understanding that there was an like a a, a marketplace an audience, an audience for, this. for this like yeah. that's brilliant but I don't know like for me I right, we're changing that, up the podcast we have to get ahead of the curve here we yep. as of now we're changing market it watch. to like some kind of yeah <laughs> first it was GameStop now it's Top Shot I mean yep. I I Top Shot Moon <laughs> like like I'm looking at it as like investment, right? I'm going, okay, if I spend a hundred bucks on a pack of cards, then I would hope to turn a profit versus what they're thinking of a- avid NBA fans wanting to pay quarter of a million dollars to find that rare Luka Doncic authentic Mavericks rookie card, whatever it may be. How could you even think it, it is? Obviously, it's one hundred percent of it's a freaking amazing idea. But who was the one? Like, how can you even think it would be? Like, this almost sounds like one of those ones. And maybe it's been pulled off. Maybe it's been like laughed at for years before it finally like came into existence. Now, but this almost sounds like one of those like pitches to a boss or something where they're like, no, <laughs> like we are not investing the time and the money into this. Like, there's no way somebody is going to want this and. I think the biggest question I have is, like, why? Like, why is it kind of cool? Like, maybe you can even ask yourself, and I'm trying to ask myself this because, let's face it, you are a little intrigued of maybe, like, even doing it. But why? Because then it circles back to my question of, what the heck are you going to do once you have it? These highlight reels. <laughs> I mean. I have no idea. That, that's what I mean. And here, I, just before we even wrap up this pie, I, I'm just going to go because I looked at it on my phone, but I haven't like necessarily like done it on my laptop. I'm looking um, at it just simply as to turn a profit of like, if I invest this, you could make this. I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I love basketball, but I don't see myself logging like, look at my look at my Sam, digital sir. cards and like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the you best know you're gonna get like some like 14 year old who accidentally had his parents' credit card and is like, I love the NBA. What do these cost? 250 points? Oh, okay, that's fine. It's dollars, <laughs> honey. It's still a beta too. It's funny when it's like Top Shot beta. It's like okay, so I scroll down. Forty thousand plus NBA fans have joined. It's funny when you scroll down and it's like grab and open packs, and it's literally just like. That old school looking like when you walk into like a Target or a Kmart and you see those like NBA, you know, pack of cards on, on the rack before you check out. Select and follow your favorite team. How to get the goods. I mean, I, I feel like such a boomer right now. I mean, this is just I, I I can't comprehend what's going on. I just really can't build. So build an epic collection. 
I mean, the presentation is phenomenal. I'll give them that much, right? Um, addition size, 150 minutes, 4,099 max. And, and I guess it's just like, think about it. If you're if you're 12 years old, you're not going to the store and buying trading cards. And if you're ever going to buy a card, it was baseball and probably football back in the day. I don't know if you really that bought that many basketball cards. So, like, this is a re-entry <sighs> into that market. But it's a re-entry into yeah. that market for the NBA of a digital card for digital first fans. It makes sense. It just doesn't resonate with me. Well, I mean, we could we could break this all the way down to the to the not all the way down to the nitty gritty, but let's think about how how something like this starts. So you think about when you were a kid, and like you first started getting into it, like say even if you did whether you did or didn't, and like how, however you know much your your um, interest was with it, but baseball cards, football cards, if you were ever like some kind of Yu Gi Oh or Pokemon card type of person. Sure, like if it was like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, like you play the game or whatever, but it was mostly just like to compare and contrast. Like, oh, this is what I have. What do you have? Like if we both went to the store as kids and bought a pack of baseball cards, that's what we're doing. We're opening them up and I'm telling you I got Frank Thomas and you say, oh, wow, I got Mo Vaughn. And then we're going from there. So that's how it starts with something like this is you probably want to be like, oh, like I got because like they have like their different selections too. You can have the run it back, you know, 40 rare moments. So like. Oh, this is what my my rare moment is. And then you could say, oh, this is what my rare moment is. And then once you start playing that game, then that's when you have somebody who, like you said, it's some some rich some rich person who has plenty of money to go around and they love that they're getting into it. And like you said, they don't know what to do. People, people buy anything. <laughs> so now it's like, all right, sure, I'll, I'll I'll buy this because why not? And like that's how it turns into, you know, so all right, I'm going to write a thesis. I'm, I'm done talking about it. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but you you know what I mean? Like that's kind of how it all starts is just the comparing of oh this is neat. I I guess the craziest thing that I at, at the end of it all and that I keep going back to is it's highlights you're compiling that you could find elsewhere. Like at the end of the day, if I go in and just check out <clears throat> my highlight collection, it's it's way different than my baseball card collection. You know what I mean? Because I can literally, in the same thing that I'm going to log on to watch my highlights, I could go to, like I said, a YouTube or an It's funny because, like, MLB just did n- nothing similar to this recently. But, like, when they go on ahead and say, hey, release your – here's all the content. Watch watch whatever highlights you want and, you know, make your reel or things like that. Now MLB's like, damn it, we're always so behind. We could have done something like this. What are we doing? And isn't it weird? This just goes to show you how, like, just MLB and, and NBA, man, or, like, MLB versus any other sport where they're always so – even when they advance, they're so behind. Even when the MLB said, screw it, here, have, a, have as much content as you want, then the NBA comes out and they do something like this and they make it way cooler – Right, so I don't. You see MLB doing something like this? Is they MLB top uh, top hit or whatever the heck they, they should might have? have. I mean, literally, they are the poster child for tops trading cards. Like the fact that they yeah. didn't do it is the sad part. Yeah. First, but You're that's right. baseball. That's what they always will be behind the eight ball every damn time. It's weird, but you know, you you, you have to. <laughs> you I guess you you have to like um 
give him a little bit of slack on this one, right? Just because it's like, come on, like who, who would have seen something like 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 this coming? And I'll wrap it up by saying by by asking you this: is don't you think what MLB actually did was uh, this is the boomer me maybe is like more intriguing than like what this Top Shot thing is? Because no. correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> MLB. I know, but MLB, you could just go and you could watch, you know, highlights, whatever you want, even make and compile your own stuff. Like, it's much more flexible. Right. Which I guess makes it less appealing. Well, because that was to make up for the archaic rights that they had that you couldn't get any highlights. So they couldn't give you the highlights the normal way that everyone's used to. So they had to make their own way. So when you're making people do more work, even though it's creative, they're like, no, we're going to interact with. The content like we do every other sport and you're not letting us now you want us to do it another way no thanks like i'm not gonna sit there and go i'm gonna make the perfect baseball highlight so i can post it on twitter i'm gonna retweet the highlight of mike trout but they don't let you do that they'll make you do the other it just the the it's just funny the league that is literally what a mike trite mike mike trite a mike, mike trout, trout highlight would go for Can you imagine? wild i mean if zach levine is going for 200 plus k well, we don't know if he's going for 200 plus K. So somebody's out there, you know, putting it's almost like eBay, right? Or like stock X, like for sneakers or something like, isn't it like where you have it and now you just put whatever outlandish price you want to. But will it show you like if there's been any buyers or any like, can you bid? I guess is my question where I don't Joey know. wants Joey wants 700 bucks for, you know, this this um, Corey Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> three-point shot in the corner um could, could dan say i won't give you 500 but i'll give you, I'll give you 450 maybe 499 i mean i don't i don't know I, I guess i guess when you know me and you get together and we invest 50 grand into this that uh we'll, we'll see exactly how it works right no um it's weird i mean this is fun though i think I do, who knows maybe we turn this into a segment right the i NBA, like it. <laughs> The NBA Top Shot. Segment. Oh, here and there's I, another I thing, and there's another thing coming. NBA Top Shot Hard Court, where you take your <laughs> group of um, cards as players, and they match up against your friends' group of cards as players, and almost like a fantasy matchup, and you see who would who would beat one another based on the quality of cards you have. Oh, stop! How do you even do that? I don't know. It's like, coming how do you judge, soon. How do you, uh, how do you judge the quality of the card? Once again, no disrespect, but when Zach Levine is being <laughs> a Zach Levine three pointer, granted, a cool freaking highlight is going for two hundred plus k. I start questioning the the evaluation of of these highlights. It's almost like a boiling right? evaluation. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. Is I have the, it's highly questionable. And granted, that's that evaluation is strictly coming from, you know, the owner of said card, not necessarily from the from the platform itself. Whereas what you're talking about seems like it's coming directly from the platform. But I, I guess that makes it more intriguing. And what do you win? Like if 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 my if my highlight reel goes against yours, because we're both and we're both members. The cash like, total of the other guy's collection. <laughs> that what, that would do it. Like a, you probably run like a rare card maybe. Like if we both have dynamite type of um you know type of cards or whatnot or a collection that like, I'm sure we get like a, like a bonus card or two. But the other thing too is if before putting 200 something thousand dollars down on one player's highlight, why don't you maybe just invest like 10 grand? If you get $200,000, why don't you just invest 10 grand of your own and then sell and buy? I, maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's weird. But 
like I said, right before the podcast, woke up from a nap, <laughs> saw saw like just a bunch of texts coming in about this, and I was like, what in the world is this? And then I Googled it, and I almost thought it was a joke. Like I thought it was a bit. Like I thought maybe like a friend just made this phony, weird website, and they're just like messing with me or something. Because like I said, I was still wiping my eyes, and I'm like, what's going on here? And it's just the weirdest thing. And it's still very new. It's like it sounds like it seems like everybody is finding out like just this week, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. It's a whole new world. Yeah, I weird. <laughs> Definitely weird to say the least, but you know, give it to the NBA with partnering with a like Canadian-based company, wasn't it? Like aren't they like a crypto-based company or something like that? that? That's what I read. I at least read, I think it was like CBS or whatever I was reading it. Um it's definitely like the NBA partnering with some Canadian based company. So there you go. I don't know. Zach Levine, two hundred plus thousand dollars. We're going to the we're going to the finals. Bulls go Bulls Bulls go to the finals. That's all I know. But that'll wrap it up here. Nice little fun uh, segment there to end the show. So until we see or talk to you, lovely listeners, again, he's Joey Gelman, who once again you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. I am Dan Collins. You can find on Twitter at Tweet Me All Your Highlight NBA Top Shot Reels. Just kidding. At Tweet Dan Collins. This fine lovely show at Believe in Chicago. As always. We're brought to you here by the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.